This episode was edited thanks to the Patreon support of Mikey Dread FTV and Ferdy Evers. Thanks a lot for supporting the show and allowing me to actually do a good job of editing this podcast. Is there an option on Patreon so people can donate so they don't swear or so that they keep the episodes to an hour? If not, okay, fine, whatever. Enjoy the show. Telemetry recovered. Tony. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hello. Right. If I can explain this and you understand it, not only will it be a first for Let's Drone Out, but I think it will be amazing. Yeah, Today well, is the first of the oh, second, 2018. Well done. Right. So I've always wanted to know what or, whether the order of us appear differently. So if you... <laughs> Say your name and then say who's next to you on the left. So to me, hi, I'm Jack, Bright Until I Fly. And next to me is Tony. Hi, I'm Tony. And next to me is NJ. <laughs> and NJ hi, I'm NJ. And next to me is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to work, is it? Hi, and next to me is NJ. <laughs> how does that work like what order is it not gonna work i think it's in order of importance to us personally it's google isn't it it knows everything about us so, so, so tony's Nick's... next to me so does that it sounds like that tony's the important one for everyone by oh time. well i'm happy about that gail who's next to you um tony <laughs> it's me. Look, I even put it on my T-shirt. See, I'm important. Frank, who's next to you? Tony, and on, on the Let's Drone Out account, it's also Tony. Oh, brilliant! Well, there you go. Tony, you get in the way of everything. I mean something. No worries. Right. So, uh, yep. So the last person to speak was Frank. Hello, Frank. Hello. Andy RC. Hello. NJ. Hello. Tony. Bonjour. And our guest is Gail, who's going to tell us about drones in Afghanistan. Is that right? Well, close. Iraq. Okay. <laughs> Iraq and droning in conflict zones, yes. Wow. Okay, so you're really promoting the hobby as like something <laughs> really, like, safe. Yeah, really safe and stuff. I, I reckon you must have heard us complaining about how hard it is to find somewhere that we can fly, and you've gone. Yeah, you that's well, easy. Got all the legwork for you. Yeah. Have you come to <laughs> radicalise us? Because <laughs> like Tony doesn't need any help. Like no. you know, there's something I need to explain to you. Like because <laughs> we we were wondering like why the earth why would you want to come on LDO? Like you know because it's not like if you are like a um journalist or something you you do research you know how to like research stuff like did you just like oh, i've had enough of that and then just like, ldo that will do because like you do realize like one of us thinks the earth's flat and it's the person who's next to you i.e tony I'm next i think to i think we should find out i think we should find out how the uh, military drones uh, work with a flat earth and, and how they get around it and that's that's a question for Tony, I think. Oh come on, let's let's there's more important things tonight. Yeah. We should do a flat Earth. But yeah, go, how how how? I mean, because obviously you were a journalist before 
getting into drone journalism. Um, so how did you get into journalism to begin with, I guess? Oh, well, I've been a photojournalist for years and uh, a drone journalist for two years now. And I was the first female to drone in uh, Iraq, the first civilian female. <laughs> and it's been nonstop, really, going to conflict zones and droning over military, uh, you know, basically refugee camps and uh, everywhere I can find a lawless place to drone, I'll go. <laughs> so is, is that it then? It's just like, there's a lot of stuff going down over there. They won't mind me. Or, or how do you get around the obvious difficulty of wandering around with a drone? I mean, they're, they're not exactly, you know, welcomed into a lot of places, let alone conflict zones. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, I um, you have to have, you don't just go over to uh, Iraq and uh, bring a drone. You just... Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I have a lot of paperwork that has to be done and permission, and, and then you're sometimes embedded with the military, sometimes you're not. So it's, you know, it's not that um, lawless. You, you do have some restrictions. And <laughs> what, so, um, what, what drone are you flying? Or, or should I say quadcopter? <laughs> okay, the quadcopter. Well, when I first started, I had the uh, DJI Phantom 4. But actually, um, it was impounded quite a lot when I went. And um, so I stopped bringing it. It was, too, it was too big. And a lot of the military were using it. And it, also Islamic State were using it. Uh, against the civilian population. So it kept getting impounded and I decided, okay, I'm just gonna go with smaller drones. And they didn't even really pay attention to my Mavic or my, my just little, my little parrot. So <laughs> I, st I stopped bringing a uh, larger drone. I've so seen ISIS using it to actually drop bombs yeah. on uh U.S. forces. Yeah, in uh, in Mosul there was uh, a lot of that, and so you know, I didn't. As I said, when it when it was impounded um, about six months ago, I didn't even for several weeks. I just left it with security. I didn't even go back and get it. I just took my smaller drones, and I just was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm just gonna. Because when you when you're going through so many checkpoints, it's such a, it's like oh my god, I'm, I'm I don't want to go back there and get that big yeah. drone, you know. I just want some small drones. They can fold up, go, and I'm I'm ready to fly. So Mavic Air, Mavic Air yeah. for the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you usually go. I'm usually go with three or four because I don't know also what's going to be shot down or confiscated. Have you had a drop shot? Uh, have you ever shot? Have you had a drone shot down? Um, no, I. But I have. You know, I've crashed, <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've crashed and not retrieved. <laughs> no, if it, if I was in a war zone and my and I had a fail safe or crashed, and there's no way I'd go and get my drone. <laughs> I'd probably send Jack out there to go and get it. <laughs> No, I'm not that dumb. I can read, you know, oh, like that, that, that landmine. <laughs> you know. 
Why, Tony? Yeah, I mean, I'll be more worried about me getting shot. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're not paying attention about not getting shot, mind you, you probably don't wear goggles like we do. Um, no, I don't. But um, I, you know, I, I do a obviously pre-survey walk around and stuff, and I, you know, I'm very careful now. I, and when I was in uh, Syria, I actually experienced my uh, first. Um, military drone strike I was in and uh, that was that was uh, something else and I thought uh, I don't think I'm gonna bring my drones yet to Syria <laughs> but uh, so I first started really in um, in Iraq but I'm on my way to uh, I'm leaving in a few days and I'm uh, I'll be in South Sudan and so I'm sort of a more junkie with drones <laughs> have you got a youtube channel because i want to subscribe yes of course i do, <laughs> you do you want... i was just on the burmese border uh the myanmar border and i uh drone the uh, you know the rohingya situation yeah and it was really amazing because uh i'm used to as a photojournalist i mean you really run like like hell so you're just always running around and I'm always with these male photojournalists they are like six foot four, six foot seven. And they're, they can run really fast. So it's like, great yeah, I just park my ass, just throwing the thing, not going to run now. So, I mean, there's a lot of advantages right now in using it as well as safety advantages. Yeah. I've just subscribed to you and I think other people yeah. have. Uh, you, your uh, your link's in the chat now, so if anyone wants to check it out. Sounds yeah. scary, man. Sounds you, really scary. How do you plan your, your trip? So do you go over first and just with a camera and, and to try and get some contacts and things? Or do you go out there with all, all your kit like straight to begin with and, and just kind of work your way through? Or do you, is uh, it like, do you phone a lot of people beforehand? Or how do you kind of know where's a good place to go? Oh well, <laughs> I'm on assi I'm on assignment all the time. So remember, I was a photojournalist for you know 20 years. So um, you can see my work on Getty Images, and um, so basically, I went from a photojournalist to a drone journalist. But I still do I still do shoot quite a lot with still photography. But um, now I have the opportunity to drone the conflicts, which is uh, so much better because you really, um, you have to go far to these. These places take a long time to get to. And so when you're there and you're droning it, you see so much more from an aerial view. When you're running around with your still camera, you have to run through the bomb buildings, you have to get to the top, and then you really sort of get to see a sniper's point of view. But when you're droning, it's like, awesome because well you, you know you can just you know you don't have to well you don't have to run as much really <laughs> i mean i hate to sound like a lazy uh i've gotten to be lazy but there are a lot of advantages and obviously from an aerial point of view you get to see just how massive the crisis is mm. so um so when you say you're on assignment is that working with a particular media outlet or do you work for yourself and then with whatever sort of footage that you capture, you then approach various 
outlets of media. Is that how it works? Uh, no, I've been with the same agencies for uh, 10 years. And now, um, as you watch television more, they're using more drone footage. So I'm asked more often now to shoot more drone footage than I am to do still work. So, um, you, you know, you'll see my work everywhere. CBS so, so it's an agency rather than saying, for example, you work for, I don't know, the Telegraph, the Daily Mail or whatever. It's, it's an agency that then takes your um, product and, and then offers it out to the various media outlets sort of thing. Um, yeah, I th most of it is um, through Getty Images, I th they, uh, through the wire feed. Okay. So, um, Associated Press, AFP, um, all the video footage is then downloaded through the news services. And then they, you know, Al Jazeera, they use, for example, if they're doing a story on the Rohingya in uh, crossing from the Myanmar border to Bangladesh, and they'll use my footage of hundreds of thousands of refugees who have crossed. So it, often I, you know, I see, I see my footage all over <laughs> the news now. But I mean, I'm used to that with my photography, but the difference is, is that when I'm in the Telegraph or was in the Guardian and having, and I had a still photograph, it says, you know, photo Gail Orenstein via, you know, Getty Images or SEPA USA. But now my aerial footage is kind of a montage in other uh, news footage. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, uh, right. I suppose I, I, yeah, I was a bit more spo spoiled as a photojournalist. You really get the credit. But uh, when you're doing aerial photog uh, news photography, uh, news footage, you, they just kind of throw your aerial work in there with uh, a montage of other stuff. Right, yeah. Do, do you have to identify yourself as, like, press? Do you have to wear, like, a, you know, some something different that sort of says you're, you know, you're, you're not part of the military or, or anything like that. Yeah, okay. I have this. This is what I, I have wants this. to be part of the military or she'll end up as a... This is wow, what I have. Look at that. that shows. <laughs> <laughs> I have this. This thing is, uh, yeah, I have to wear this all the time. This is really heavy. And, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. So here I am. <laughs> That's yeah. only good if they speak English. <laughs> yeah. No, I have one in Arabic as well. Oh, okay. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, most people recognize this. Yeah, I do. I do have to wear this, and I also wear it because a lot of times I'm like, where I go, they're really bad drivers, and I'm often in an auto rickshaw. And wow, I'm just, I wear this just for safety. <laughs> just in, in, what, that's, that's what I, I wear one like that when I go in Jack's car. <laughs> I know you say I drive really, really slow, like a grandma. I don't know what you're on about. You're the hooligan with yeah. the, still thinks he's in um, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend this if you're going to go in Jack's car. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You probably won't fit with that added, you know, headroom. It's only a small car. Do you oh. wear a vest as well? 
Yeah, I, I wear Kevlar. But I, I'm not going to put that on. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, we got a tweet. Fire a rocket knife at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's what's the reaction of people on the ground? Because I imagine a lot of them won't have seen a drone flying before, particularly not like a, a multi-rotor just kind of hovering there. I can't imagine is a particularly common sight. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, actually, uh, most have seen it, but because uh, most drones have been used on the civilian population. So the thing is, uh, oftentimes when I enter a refugee camp, a lot of the children are running like hell away from me. If uh, Because, uh, you know, I'm trying to get to the camp. You have to do this really quickly, okay? Most people don't do my job. Most people choose not to become a drone journalist. So, like, you have to do these really crazy things. So you jump out of the rickshaw, you get to the refugee camp, and you have the drones in your hand, and kids are running like hell away from you. Then you're trying to say, come here. You know, it's not going to be weaponized against you uh, like it is in most civilian populations. And I just get out and I show them what it is. And, you know, then you know I, I just sort of let them hold it and stuff so that so that they're not so terrified so you you must view some pretty emotional things from the sky like people on mass exodus and things like that um i mean how how bad is, have you ever been flying and started crying and uh, you know you must have seen some pretty awful things well i see um, actually i see awful things all the time so are you just used to it now she's on this podcast <laughs> yeah this no i i mean um i can't really uh i think the time i do that afterwards when i'm reviewing the footage and stuff yeah. in so in post-production obviously yeah so in the in the heat of everything you're just focused on getting the getting the footage and and then when you get back home and look you're like oh my god yeah, well, uh, yeah, but but when you're there, you're just like, you just know, you just gotta, gotta hurry up. First yeah. of all, you don't know, you don't just don't know. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, so mm. um, you just really have to just hurry up. There's really not time to, you know, you just gotta go and do your job. Wow, very exciting. <laughs> Someone's Is asked, uh, what about charging? That that must be. A bit difficult. Uh, about what? Charging, charging, charging the batteries. batteries. Oh, um, I carry. Um, well, it reminds me actually when I used to shoot um, back in the eighties and nineties. I used to use just, you know, I take like sixty, seventy rolls of Kodachrome with me, and uh, now I've got, I've got eight batteries for my Phantom. I've got six batteries for my Mavic, and I've got four batteries for my Parrot. So it's uh, quite battery intensive. Heavy. Mm. Yeah, uh, a lot yeah. of kit to be holding around. It is a lot of kit, yeah. I, I have a fixer who usually carries a lot of batteries for me. <laughs> it gets pretty heavy. Wow, that's really exciting. I, do, do you want any FPV drone <laughs> footage? I'd love to do that. I think I'd be scared, but I'd like to do, like, 
a one day and then go home. <laughs> just, just, just to try it and then go just home. Just to try it and then go home. But yeah. quietly in the corner. Like to go, Tony. Um, yeah. I don't Play know. Tony with you. I don't know, up. but I would, I would properly like to do it. Okay, like, where would you know. recommend going? <laughs> where have you had like the the best experience? If you know, I guess it's probably you know fun might be pushing it a bit, but yeah, exciting at least. Yeah, exciting, not fun. I wouldn't call any warm, torn country fun. But no, exciting. I think, um, yeah. Well, I was in. Okay, this is really interesting. I was in the tunnels where um, the. Uh, Islamic State, they drilled these massive tunnels and the... Um... I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, I was... Um, uh, they wanted me to sort of drone these tunnels and I was thinking, man, how am I going to... It's so bloody dark. So I was thinking about all these ways to put these lights on my my drone. And... Um, that sort of just got my mind thinking about so many different things. But I mean, that, that was scary because I, I, I just said, can you guys walk first? Because I don't know if there's any IEDs down here. I can't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't see, you know? And, um, that, so yeah, that, I mean, that was, that was definitely challenging. I would say that was one of the more challenging, uh, but Iraq, I really enjoy, uh, droning in Iraq. Um, especially northern Iraq and Kurdistan, um, the the Peshmerga uh, are very, you know, they're very helpful, and um, mm. you have to go through a lot of checkpoints. So, so I, I've got a question to ask you: How how close do you generally get to the subject area that you're going to fly? Do you tend to, you know, do you stay back? I don't know, two hundred meters, or is it half a mile, or what? What do you consider to be a distance where you can concentrate on? your footage and getting the right thing and, and not have to be obviously too close to the, the, the area you want to film or, or are you right up there? You know, how does that, how does that normally work out for you? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, my background as a photojournalist, I'm always, um, I always shot with a 14 millimeter fixed lens. Wow. So I was, I was always really, tra yeah. I, was, I was trained like, uh, hardcore kind of getting the mix of it and and just you're in everybody's face so i actually drone like that uh i uh, i drone around uh, everybody's around me wow I, th and I think if it was me i'd be droning like a sniper i think i'd be a long <laughs> way away <laughs> i think as well if you look at the drones that we've got at the moment yeah they're very wide angle aren't they so, yes, so you kind of exactly. get close. However, this is one thing that I'm predicting is going to change specifically with DJI. Um, I think we are going to start seeing zoom lenses and things like that. Would that sort of thing make your job easier, a, a zoom lens on a drone? So you don't have to get so close and, and they might not even see or hear you if, if you could zoom in, like, say, I don't know, 18 times zoom or something like that. Um, well, you know, you see these um, when I was in Mosul there was a uh, crew from uh, Hungary there and they they had this they had their DJI in this huge rig and they had mounted a uh, a uh, Nikon D4S on it and yeah. they were using interchangeable lenses 
And, but I'll tell you, it was really cumbersome and I could see that it was really slowing them down. So yeah, I would, you know, I was looking at the, have you guys used the, uh, anyone tested the air out, the Mavic Air? Not yet. I, I'm, I'm still pondering whether to pull the trigger on it because I think, <laughs> I think the Mavic 2 is just around the corner. I think it, when that comes out, it may wipe out the air. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, they, I'm they're sure. going to wait six months. They always do. I, I heard March. I heard March for the date for the Mavic 2, but we, you know, we, we, um, yeah. They tease um, us with stuff all the way. You know, they're going to put this on it and they're, I think, they're uh, put upward facing cameras soon. And I think the biggest problem with a zoom lens on a quadcopter is that um, when you start zooming in, the, the, yeah, the tolerance. The, the tolerance of vibrations and knocks yeah. is yes. is a lot is a lot um, unique. You, unique have got one, haven't they, with a zoom? Yeah, I think is it Walkira have got one as well. Uh, yeah, I think actually, I think it is Walkira. Um, well, yeah, I wonder how that works because you know, the zoom is based on a. I mean that that's a battery, so it takes a lot of energy mm. when you're zooming in. And I mean, it, is the battery life extended on that? How does that work? The Walkira has got three batteries. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, you, te you tend to find the bigger drones that carry these big lenses have got a huge flight time because they're they're big. Yeah. And I think I think what we could possibly see, and this is just a prediction from me, I can see something like the Phantom Four having a little tiny one, because mm -hmm. uh, because DJI seem to be. I mean, first of all, they started off with sort of the GoPro style cameras, but. For me, they've they've surpassed surpa surpassed what um, GoPro can do now with a camera, uh, which is why I think we're seeing GoPro struggling. And I think that's probably where the the Phantom Four is going to go. But I presumably for yourself, something like the Mavic Air would be good because it's small. Is that why you're interested in it? Yeah, it's small, and you know, it. Um, people have told me it's about the size of a mobile phone, like yeah. an iPhone. And so I think, yeah, uh, obviously when you're in, you know, difficult situations you, and you have to move quickly, sure, if I could stick that in my back pocket, that would be great. Um, it's more, uh, I have the interchangeable filters. Have you seen that filter the, set? The MD filters. Yeah. Yeah, like and, yeah, I think, I do think interchangeable lenses will, but boy, they have to be really small. Because when you're droning so far in these places, you're really weighted down by all of these batteries. So that really hasn't been resolved yet. I think that's going to be a big, uh, a bit have to be a big issue. These these yeah. batteries. I know. guess as well. I guess as well. Um, with there being so much sort of light reflection from you know the desert and stuff, ND filters I imagine are quite important. For, for you because of the amount of exposure that, that the cameras uh, yeah here we don't need to worry so much because it's so, so <laughs> dull as you mentioned before we went yeah. but I imagine that the amount of light exposure ND filters will help with stuff like rolling shutter and and all sorts of things yeah I mean often time uh, times I don't have a choice so um, sure. you know I'm it's uh, sort of one of those strange things that uh, you can't, you can't stop and say, ah, oh, I just want the cinematography of that 
to just be so beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very strange um, thing to do uh, in the sense that um, you just have to be prepared to move very quickly. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my next questions surrounding the format because, uh, you know, I, I was interested in what, what format. Obviously, you're primarily shooting photos and videos. So for videos, are you shooting in 4K? And are you shooting are you shooting raw for photos? Um, I am shooting raw, yes. The files are are quite large. And also, you know, I have to... I keep repeating this, but speed is the element because as soon as I'm done, remember, I'm not done. I still have to get back and I have to upload and transmit all of this stuff sure. very quickly. Um, you right. know, and... I'm sorry. Returns home is not return to home where you stop. It's return to the controller then. So if you're running off, the Phantom or whatever you're flying is going to return to where you're running to and not to the base that you took off from. Is that how you set your camera, uh, your drone off? Because that's how I would do it. Not return uh, to home where I took off, return to my like controller. You and showing people where you are, do you? Well, <laughs> there is that. No, I, I, um, it does return to home because I'm, I am, you know, I can't afford, remember, you know, I may have three or four drones on me at the time, but if one goes down, you know, I really have to, uh, I'm just desperate to to get the next one up in the air. Mm -hmm. So I am really vigilant when I'm in the field. Um, I'm very, very, very careful. So I've, I, no, I, 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 they've returned. And also I'm droning through um, a lot of wires, a lot of very complicated uh, obstacles that, you know, I'm hoping in the future, like the obstacle apps are, you know, just useless, really. <laughs> the obstacle yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, I watched the live stream of the Mavic Air, and that one supposedly has got more sophisticated object avoidance in that it will, before, as far as I'm aware with the Mavic, yeah. if it found an object, it would just stop. The, the yes. Air, I believe, is going to fly around stuff. I believe. What about the test, though, when you're like unpacking it and it's got the 10 questions before you take <laughs> off? <laughs> I've got to do this. I'm in a war zone. Uh, can I fly here? Yes <laughs> or no? Well, you know, it's really I I always fly in my hotel room <laughs> first. I test it out, everything, uh, make sure it works. And then I load it onto the taxi or whatever vehicle is available. And um, last time I was in Kurdistan, it was the back of a milk truck. And uh, <laughs> I just said, hey, can I get a ride through these checkpoints? So I just kind of, I grabbed my drones and uh, I went. But um, I do a lot of testing in my, uh, my hotel room. I fly around it and outside of it and so. Are there, are there any kind of laws in these countries or is it basically just do whatever to get the shot kind of thing? 
Um, well, in order to enter, you have to have uh, proper paperwork. And um, as I said, my larger drones are and have been impounded. Um, that's why now I bring a lot of backup smaller drones. Um, but yeah, you, you, you do need to have your press credentials ready. You have to have gone to the embassy, bring a letter. You know, there is a, pr a, a proper process that you need to go through. Now, nothing is standardized in terms of going from South Sudan and droning to Nepal or Bangladesh or Iraq. So it's not standardized that way. So each country, unfortunately, it's very different. Each country is very different. When I was in, um, I had a stopover in, in Oman and they they took my, uh, my DJI 4 and they impounded it. And then uh, the next day I went back to get it and they really uh, mucked up the camera on it. I don't know they were if they were trying to pull it off or what, but um, I recommend if it gets impounded, definitely get some kind of little video to make sure that when you're getting it back, it's in the same condition. Uh. That is some good advice. I would suggest the same <laughs> advice when using DJI's customer service. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. They've got really good customer service. <laughs> there goes any chance of a of a evaluation of you, Andy. Oh, I don't know. Uh, DJI service, uh, it used to be terrible. It's great now. I, um, I got some flack off uh, one of his subscribers the other day. Like He uploaded the goggles video, and I was just like, don't listen to this man. He uh he works for Fat Shark, and one of the <laughs> listeners obviously didn't. One of the uh, one of his subscribers had no idea like who I was or like <laughs> any probably didn't care that Let's Drown Out exists, which I don't blame him. And um, I started having a go at me. You can't say that now, Jack. You've got over a thousand subscribers now. You're you're a, it's a thing now, Jack. You can't. Yeah, I know. That's uh, why Dom's here. You can't deny it. Hey, Dom. Dom's the bringer of bad news, though. I am just one of those one of those uh, many oh. subscribers now. <laughs> Gail, please tell me you're going to bring Tony as a meat shield. So I, I, I am. I really? Would, I would like if 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 you set it up. I would honestly. Oh. I would go out and do some. Hell uh, yeah! I can only fly for two and a half minutes though. <laughs> I would honestly I've got a business card and someone I know someone who works for the MOD and I would be like right finger Tony's butthole look for treasure <laughs> I don't like, wanna, you I thought mean, it was hard getting the drone through checkpoints yeah that's uh, not what I'm into well. flying drones I mean here's a question then here's a question then on how many levels is it wrong to freestyle around a war conflict zone <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh yeah. my goodness! I must have broken that rule quite. <laughs> oh there you go. Gail's already done it, so I'm up for a chat. It'll be fun. I'm definitely. That's actually. Okay, that... I have a question. Okay, we when you're gonna? When's the race, and where is it going to be? In which war zone? <laughs> oh, can you imagine a race in a war zone. I would do it. You'd it have could to be, take Tony. It'd be like uh, it could be like in World yeah. War Two, was it? Where on Christmas Day they met and had a game of football. It yeah. could be like have a drone race. Do you know what this sounds like? This just sounds like 
like Running Man, you know, the old Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> film. This is, this is the consumer entertainment of the future, isn't it? Droning yeah. through war zones. Uh, <laughs> Someone else can fill out this, this risk assessment. <laughs> well, wait, no, this is a challenge. I am challenging any of you to, to race me through a set of buildings Downed wires, downed lines, and <laughs> refugees. Now, who's going to take the challenge? I think you'd win, but I'll, I'll, I'll not go back to Wales again. <laughs> I think uh, I think at least you wouldn't have to worry about the uh, the fireworks at the end, would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my oh my god! I, I think I'd come last just because of the latency. Uh, from being exactly 12 miles away from the actual <laughs> Yeah, We're going to have to call you Sniper NJ now. You know that. Sniper I'm too NJ. busy like laughing at Tony. Like I can't even get Tony down a haunted basement. He probably would have wet himself. Probably be rolling on the floor in his piss. Do, do you know what? On, in all seriousness, it's, it's a really fascinating subject. It um, really is. For, yeah. for, especially, um, this is something I've got, I can relate to a little bit, believe it or not. Um, my uh, my father is actually a journalist for, for a, a company in the UK here. I'm not sure if you know about it out in the States, but it's a, a, a news company called ITN. And he was a war correspondence cameraman. So he was the guy behind the camera when the journalists were there talking. And he did the Gulf War and, you know, Desert Storm. And, you know, he's he's been out to a, a lot over 40 years. He's been out to pretty much all of the big... Uh, the, the big Middle Eastern conflict, certainly, yeah. as well yeah. as other events like when the Berlin Wall came down and yeah. all kinds of things. So, um, and I remember the, the kind of, he'd always keep a really good, he'd have books and books of photographs that he'd taken on site. And yeah. so, you know, I've, I've, I really appreciate it, especially when you mentioned the things like the Kevlar jacket and, you know, the hard hat. And he'd be traveling with this gear all the time. And he lost a few uh, work colleagues that were, were killed out in these zones as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can, I can certainly relate to the, the kind of the, the, the realness and the fear factor of it. So, um, yeah, hats off to you. That's a, that's a pretty intense job. Keep the helmet on. Hats on, should we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hats on indeed. Yeah. Well, I'm really lucky to be able to have drones now to, to use because um, actually it helps me in a lot of situations that I, you know, for safety reasons, um, I don't necessarily have to go directly into some of these spaces where, as a photographer, I probably would have. Now I can drone over it. So, you know, there's safety, but there's also um, news is changing a lot. And uh, a lot of these combat video games uh, that look so real, you know, these are the kinds of things that we are sort of competing with and we can't lose out to that we have to we have to be able to somehow make marginal things interesting again to a younger audience or any audience for that matter because i just saw some combat video games and i'm like wow you know um People are not going to be tuning in to what's going on in Syria, Iraq, and uh, the border of Myanmar when uh, you've got just this CGI. These yeah, games. sort of de desensitizing people, isn't it? When, when, oh, when it's getting quite that real. I, I get what you're saying there, absolutely. Yeah, so we're sort of competing with, with that. And um, 
as a drone journalist, how do you make this, it's, you know, interesting? So th there's a lot of uh, things to really think about. Um, what you're competing with, what you're looking for, and uh, it's it's getting it's uh, quite competitive. It's very competitive. Yeah, amazing. Um, I think we have to just very quickly. Obviously, we'll cut. Got, I think we've got lots of questions for you from uh, people in the chat as well. But we must just quickly uh, cut to Dom for some more local news while we while we have him here because I'm not sure he can stay on for too long. Dom, how are you? And and what, what's the big news you've got for us? Yeah, not not too bad, NJ. Are you getting me? Have you got my audio? Yeah, yeah. we got you. Low, low your camera a little bit. You know, oh, that's because I'm like... sitting down. I'll come and lurk closer oh. to it. Uh, you on top of the oh, not that close, Dom. You're on top of the uh, <laughs> top of the cooker hood because I'm cooking lunch there, cooking oh. dinner there. So, um, yeah, no. So as as uh, those of you that follow Hidden Valley story, um, it sort of came to an end over the last few days. Uh, so, um, and for those of you that don't know, we, we've spent a lot of time, a lot of the people involved in Let's Drone Out um, and uh, and, the, <coughs> and the mini air show as well. Um, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, um, we're, have all been involved with Hidden Valley uh, and what we've tried to do down here over the last sort of three and a half years, actually. Um, but uh, we, Martin and I basically had communication back from the planning office uh, and uh, I think it was one of the inevitable three outcomes that was going to happen, but we, we have been shut down. Well, we've decided to shut, a, shut the business down. Um, the, uh, it's clear that we will need planning permission, and uh, given it's a, something like 16,000 hectare site and you effectively have to do impact assessments per hectare, um, we would have the same sort of planning cost as planning a small village or a road going through the place so um, whether it's by clever technical law or just simply we did it in the wrong place I don't know uh, but despite all our best efforts we are uh, going to discontinue the business uh, which is which is uh, which is sad uh, I think we, we we kind of went out of our way for a few years to try to establish a point of contact between the flying community and the various different authorities and interested stakeholders uh, and uh, we you know despite the calls from the Department of Trade and Industry for more flying sites and despite all the lip service that they pay to the community frankly they don't want us to fly so this was just a, an inconvenience and um, and we have closed the business uh, so uh, so yes we, you can't book to go and fly at, uh, over the farm with uh, with the permission tree that we had behind it and with the insurance cover that we offered. Uh, but uh, it's still public land, so whether you go and fly there or not is up to you, really. I'm down there the weekend. <laughs> make, make the decision for yourselves. You know? I'm going there the weekend. You watch it, Space. So the um, major difference, obviously, will be that you won't be able to uh, drive down there. Um, car, car access is kind of principal restriction, so uh, time to get fit, everyone, and get cycling. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, can I ask, Dom, if uh, um, how much is it per hectare? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I mean, basically, it, it's a hurdle too high to jump. It would have been tens, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds for, a, oh. for the impact assessments. Oh, um, it, Don't it, we it all was... just need to go and die, uh, fly around the council offices, you know, and, like, <laughs> like skateboarders used to do? We all right. skate around the public paths and then they so go like, oh. you stick to your 50 meter exclusion and 150 meter congested areas I mean, uh, but skateboarders did this this is how it worked skateboarders skated everywhere and then they put skateboarders in parks why don't we go and fly around their council offices and then they will 
corner off a little section for us. Right, well, just go and, rec- go, go and record your motors, Tony, and get a, get a small PA in the back of your van and park up outside their offices for a few hours. I'm going <laughs> to. Day. I'm going to fly my tiny whoop in through a window and bang someone on the head. <laughs> that will learn them. Yeah. Uh, Frank's going to start a Kickstarter just because he's got, you know, as if he hasn't got enough to do. <laughs> you can get Hector named after yourself if you donate enough. So, from Martin, so just to, just to be clear, from Martin's point of view, you know, he 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 can't um, pro- pro- proactively invite you down there, but your members of the public, if you use the public access and and treat it like any other public land, it is ultimately between you and anyone who might complain and the SDMPA, who is the authority who might eventually send a ranger down there. Um, the tone when I'm talking to the SDMPA was. Uh, was probably one of frustration actually as the as the arbiter in the thing because ultimately they uh, were finding us a useful um, a, a useful body if you like uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, for 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 this issue uh, a point of liaison and given that we ourselves never had any complaints at all and I think between us we've all spoken to thousands of people who've uh, if not hundreds certainly hundreds who, who stopped by tried goggles on caught the bug come and join the club learn to fly with us local schools local authorities everyone was behind it but um a dog walker and an xmp i think were the grave of us that's it two people you've done so much for us look though um dom and i i thank you so much Uh, to be honest i'm actually quite looking forward to getting back to flying uh, it's been. It, I'll see you down there the weekend then. Yeah, I'll see you down there here. Now I'm just going <laughs> to overcome the wife's uh, wife's apprehensions. But... <laughs> well, Tom, with, with the amount of kind of weight that has uh, the weight of the support that's come behind the whole thing, especially in light of what's happened recently, and and obviously your, you know, enormous efforts to try and get this to, t- to turn around. Is there anywhere? Is there anywhere else? Is there anything, any well, things of ideas that, that might be floating around in your head for, for where to go from, next? Or? From my own point of view, I, 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 I've kind of run out of steam with it for a bit, so I need to collect myself. From, um, I think one of the um, key arguments that it became apparent that we'd have to argue in the planning permission uh, for, for, for running a flying site was we'd have to prove that we, didn't, we couldn't do it somewhere else, uh, which just seems like an infinite... Uh, you know, if, if, if I tried to turn that into some formal logic and then code it, it becomes infinite recursion. It's just mm-hmm. bullshit. So, uh, sorry, you'll have to edit that out. Editor, editor, editor. It was. He's a Patreon. You know, he's allowed to swear. I actually thought we would get to a point where um, they would either say yes, you can, no, you can't, or they would price us out of the market. And it was very definitely the third one because it doesn't <laughs> make, make them look bad. Right. So, but we we spent. Um, I mean, uh, out of the funds, we we collected some membership. There's obviously some unused membership. So, quick last message on on the topic. Obviously, those those there's about fifty or sixty people who are members. You had part of a year left. Um, we've spent some of that cash in doing planning applications and so on. There's about two hundred quid left of it. Um, I could disperse that in five pounds and two pounds to the various members who've got a few quid here and there. But uh, I am. I'm sort of going to give it a fortnight, and unless anyone's got an objection, I'm going to donate the last bit of cash to uh, the Mini Airshow Fund, because if there is a legacy That'd from the, from Hidden Valley, then it's Mini Airshow, and all power to Andrew and all of you guys for making that continue. Sorry, there's a mic there. That's all right. Mainly Andrew. So. <laughs> well, no, we've got loads of people helping out, but if anyone else doesn't want to help out, there's 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 a volunteers group. Go to 
uh, facebook.com forward slash miniature air show and then there's a volunteers group on the right hand side if you want to help out with mini air um, show can i just endorse that having run a couple myself it is a hell of a lot of work so please help andrew out otherwise he'll he'll, he'll look like tony within a couple of years <laughs> um, i'm helping him Particularly this, this Saturday, uh, we're going to have a meeting on site at Popham Airfield with all the aero modelers and sort of just make sure everyone knows everyone else's faces um, and and try and make sure that kind of we get along well because I think that's going to be the big challenge of this year is we've got uh, a load of aero modelers that already use the site who are kind of a bit, bit you know, have a bit of caution around drones and then we've got all the droney people who are a bit cautious about the, these old boys with their balsa planes. So it's, it's and their daily yeah. miles. Yeah, and <laughs> their um, white the socks pulled up with everyone. Their... You know, living wonderfully side by side and working together to the greater good and everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, come along and meet some people. Cool. Listen, I'm going to check out. I've got dinner and I'm going to play later on the Thursday night show. So if you're bored, tune in for a bit of mashed up jungle and classics. <laughs> Dad, Dom, thank you so much for everything no worries, you've done. I'll Stay see with you down it. there for the Yeah, see you soon. Tell Bradders. Cool. Someone tell Bradders, yeah. <laughs> Bradders knows. I've told him we're flying there the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much for the business. Audio exists. <laughs> Good. All right, chaps. I'll speak to you later. Thanks see you maybe so tomorrow. Yeah, much. Right, Dom, love you, man. See you later, guys. Have fun. Cheers. Tony, I'd just like to point out that you told another man that you loved him. <laughs> sure I'd just I like to point out. Love that him. is quite a homosexual thing. He is tried. Look, I can love him. I love my dad. I love you sometimes. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Tony. You're, you're changing. This, I'm not coming out. Past... I still it's love him, women more. Okay. Andy, yeah. I love you too, and Frank. Oh, I love you, you too, Tony. Wait, okay. is this show uh, <laughs> yeah. romance? No, we've gone. <laughs> we've gone it's one big. Now. It's nine o'clock, and everyone goes going. It's one big romance. Past the uh, water. Romance. Yeah. Bromance. Yeah. Bromance. Can I just say, whilst uh, on the subject of bromance, we've got BMS Web in the chat. And uh, I think we should congratulate yes. Thomas on the. Mo I watched it live. Can we I clap? Yeah, let's we clap. Golf clap. Yeah. clap. It was absolutely spectacular yeah. as usual. I watched it on the live me. stream and I was on the edge of my seat. It, it was an amazing show as well as being, you know, fantastic result for Thomas. So well I, done I, to envy, I envy Paul because not only does he sit there and watch it and go, that's amazing, like we all do. But he also goes, that came out of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder, no wonder that little tadpole won. Do you know what I mean? I bet he like, <laughs> like that little tadpole. Let me just, while, while Paul, he must have me, dolphin just, for sperm. Let me just show you, Paul. Look, my shiny new HD threes, the only dolphin that they have. Ah, oh, we want wow. one of them. There you go. I've got, I've got some yeah. somewhere. Can want. I fly that in Iraq? <laughs> oh, yeah. the, uh, the Archon, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, this guy. Oh, well, I'm, ve I'm very. I don't, I, I, I don't want bullet holes in it. I'm really. really yeah, that. that's got. <laughs> NJ, hasn't that got um, lights on the back? You don't want them on there. 
No, yeah, you have to be all black, very stealthy. That was actually going to be a question I had for Gail. Have you ever had the chance to fly a race drone rather than a, a an aerial photography? Drone? No, come and on. Are you interested in it? T talk properly. Say, Gail, do you fly rate, mate? Right. <laughs> 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 he doesn't know what that means. I don't know what that means. That's sexy. Oh, Andy, come on. She might. She's got that <laughs> mode. You fly well, up, up north as well. You're rich. Yeah, yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah. Uh, what? I think they call it sport mode now, don't they? On the no, no, no. Sport mode just means that it can go faster and tilt further. I think. Well, my oh, okay. question, my question to Gail was: We we fly race drones I know. where they don't. Where they don't have GPS, where they don't have attitude. Does that kind of thing interest you on the side? Yes. Something? Remember, most I'm flying manually often because, hell, uh, a lot of the GP times GPS just goes. Yeah. 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 Especially down in the tunnels. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, GPS surprised. Down there. I'm surprised G uh, DJI don't restrict GPS as well in, in areas like that i imagine they do do they jack do you ever have to ask for permission for example to fly in a certain area through the dji system of get probably ask for permission. a credit card <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what i want to know i want to know if you were absolutely in in a in a particularly bad spot and you're ready to go up and then just as it's about to, about to happen the dji quiz comes up yeah <laughs> 10 questions yeah like a, a has any of that stuff got got through? Is it safe to fly here? Are you bombarding her? Let her answer. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, a lot of. You know what? That's why I fly. I'm telling you. I know this sounds really weird, but I'm I am in my hotel room and I fly around in the hotel because I'm like all these cookies and all these things that pop up. I'm just, I want to, when I'm out in the field, I just, I don't know. It doesn't happen because I make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, you know, I prepare really well. And um, I know often the GPS goes out. So I just, that's another reason why I don't fly really like miles away. That's, that's it. Yeah, that makes never sense. See the drone. I, I would never see the, I would never see it again. Not to mention that it probably would get shot down. <laughs> so, have you actually ever had that? Have you had something go into an area, a problem occurred, and that was it? You just walk away from the drone and think, that's it, I'm not going back for it? Uh, no, not, not, no. I'm, I'm too, uh, I'm so, uh, I'm very, very cautious. No, I, I haven't. And by the time I get to the area, I've passed so many checkpoints and I've had to show the drone so many times that the military has usually they've called up to the the point and said she's on our way <laughs> <laughs> another question that was in the chat earlier is have you had any ever had any close calls you, yourself with the you know if you've been flying or anything and been like lucky to get away kind of thing well like i said most of the time it's um it's the uh i wish that they would have better obstacle avoidance apps because it is the it is oftentimes when you're in a place like that people really have built um up so you've got 
lines that you just you just you just can't see, mm. and um, pylons are around and all kinds of you know obstacles that you don't have in a cow field that I was trained on in Bath. <laughs> <laughs> Those so, things, those things as well, are really difficult for DJI because things like cables, they're so thin. I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever played around with the object avoidance on a DJI product, it really has to be a fairly big obstacle. If it's like just a, a twig or on a branch or something like that, you're crashing into it. Oh, it's you. Obviously, have experienced that. I've got I've got a friend, right? I've got a friend. We've all got a friend. Found this SD card. I've got I've got a friend who um when he first got his Mavic um was flying it around and the Mavic has got a narrower field of view than the Phantom. He had a Phantom previously and was flying it around and so it was flying it uh, uh, diagonally. And yeah. so he couldn't actually see that it was flying towards a tree because his camera was facing away from the tree. And uh, it, it was kind of in the um, in the range of the object avoidance. But I think with the fact that it was coming at it for an angle and the fact that it was uh, it was winter and they were just really tiny twigs, it flew straight into the tree. How did you get it back, Andy? A massive big ladder and a lot of apologies. <laughs> see? How did you get it back, Andy? Yeah, yeah, he fell for that. Were you afraid? Oh, of that? okay. I, I I helped to get it back. Yeah. I helped my I helped my friend to get it back. <laughs> true story. Chat, it is um, actually true. Owen in the chat asked a minute ago. Um, do you have any problem with like from a privacy point of view with like the people that are in the situations where you're where you're filming or taking photos? Do you have to like get release forms or anything? Is there anything like that that you have to deal with? Um, well, most people are very happy to, um, to see me, um, especially after I, you know, I show them what I'm doing, but, um, no, I think, uh, in a war zone, you have to, you know, I'm not going to, uh, go and fly over refugee tents where I know women are you know, over in that particular area. So when I go to like a refugee camp, I will get a layout. There's a map, I'll get the layout of where particular wash areas are and things like that. I, yes, there are obviously things I won't fly over. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really, I don't want to get the, you know, the, Sometimes you can't help it though because the toilets are everywhere, <laughs> and so when you're, flying, I mean, really, uh, look. Uh, when I was just in, when the Rohingyas just crossed into Bangladesh, there was sewers just everywhere. So you're flying and you just really see just streams of shit everywhere, and it's like, oh, oh sorry, is that me being beeped for saying shit? No, it's not. Uh, no. so. no, now, now, now. <laughs> no, it's kicked off. I think it's a phone going off by the sound it's of it. A, um, it's the uh, Google Hangouts. Someone's calling you. Oh, this is my first time on it. Oh. oh. But the, the thing is, um, it's uh, you see a lot of things that um, 
especially when you arrive and the conflict may have just started. So when, you know, hundreds of thousands were crossing from Myanmar into Bangladesh, they were also just starting to build refugee camps and um, they were open toilets. And I mean, obviously, you know, you edit, you edit things like that out, but you have to use discretion not necessarily when you're in the air, but obviously post-production. Mm. Mm. So what's, what, what's the real, sorry, Andrew. Uh, so what's the real, like, <clears throat> the bit that really draws you to what you do as a job? Because, I mean, th this kind of thing always interests me because everyone has their passion and, you know, yeah. what, what may be, looking at what you do scares the life out of me. And, and as I said, I have a little bit of understanding of, of, of what you do. But what is it particularly about this uh, this job that really kind of gets you out of bed in the morning and makes you think, I've, I've, this is where I want to go and this is what I want to do? And, you know, what's the draw? Uh, for me, the draw is that, um, well, especially now, I think the draw is that these, we are just so infiltrated with um, just so, so much that if, I have the power with a drone now to sort of change the way news that we can see news. We can see it from an aerial perspective. It's so much more interesting because you really do get a bigger picture of what is going on. I realize now uh, a lot of times I'm looking through my stills footage, my stills, and I'm just thinking, wow, man, if I had this drone, you know, if I had this quadcopter just five years ago, it would have been so much, I would have been able to bring so much more back of the story. And when you're droning that, you really see just how much is going on. And for, for me, that's, uh, that's everything. I'm, I'm, I've always had that interest in working as a, a photojournalist. So it sounds like this, it's brought some real scale yeah, to what you, uh, yeah. yeah, just. Yeah, the scale is, is completely changed my life. I almost, this is very weird and most photojournalists would be freaked out. But for me now, I just take a few stills and then when I get there, all I want to do is drone. I just want to drone, 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 because I can't believe what the hell is going on down on the ground. And I can't believe for 20 years how much I've missed of the story. And it isn't until you drone over these areas that are so conflicted with war and refugees and all this, you cannot believe the state of things, the environmental impact, the degradation of just everything around you, especially the environment. You really see the impact of what's going on. And just really, I know there's probably a lot of people who are like, you know, oh, global warming, you know, it's shit and all that. But um, and I'm not trying to convince anybody of it. I'm just saying, wow, uh, when you do it, uh, I challenge anybody to go to some of these spots and tell me that environmental degradation is not going on because uh, you really see it on a mass level 
when you're do, droning over it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. certainly very, very interesting stuff and uh, a very, very unique, um, very unique look at it from your point of view. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for, for for sharing your views and opinions on it. It's a fascinating subject, something very different for the channel, definitely. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting about what you're doing, though, is I always think about you guys a lot, actually, because you're doing something that, that involves... Uh, you think of us as very separate, but I actually don't. I think that one of the reasons why I wanted to come on the show is because actually I don't think that the way that we drone, sure, um, you might not be droning through Islamic State tunnels, but one thing, um, <laughs> you know, one thing that you are doing that fascinates me is the speed by which you are able to take the drone at. And uh, that you're doing that incredibly effective, and I would love to be with one of you. I'm, in I'm for hire. Take Tony. <laughs> I, I want to come. I want to go to a conflict zone and do it. I really, I, I really would do it. I promise you. I just think the speed by which you are able to fly is so challenging for me. Uh, I just want to, I really want to learn more about that because I think that could help me a lot. I think, and I think we're also think, all part of the mini air show. Yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> are, you, are you available on the 12th of May? <laughs> really? Yeah. I think you'd be a great person to I would meet in person to. and talk to. It's, it's the mini no, air show is at Popham Airfield, uh, which is just an Hopefully. hour on the train outside of London. Do you guys fly through obstacles? There will yeah. be plenty of obstacles, yeah. yeah. We fly we fly into obstacles, not <laughs> not on purposely. And there are obstacles you're allowed to fly into, by the way, like yeah. racing gates and uh, think Bones think about fight. think about the Red Bull air race if you've ever seen that, but shrunk down. That's what right. That's so funny. how is it really okay? So it's not really that different. I mean, you're talking about speed. I'm talking about speed. You're talking about obstacles. I'm talking about obstacles. Really, we have quite a lot in common. I think as well, you have to think that regardless to the sort of genre of flying that you're in, we're all part of the demand that creates this technology. If if we weren't all here demanding this technology, companies like DJI, they, they wouldn't be selling these drones and making them. So I think we've all got that in common for sure. Yeah, the market's there. Yeah. Except some of us aren't getting shot at. <laughs> <laughs> that might make you a better pilot. It might like, you know, oh racing's easy. Since having like, you know, five five six whizzing past my head. <laughs> you know. Can I fly from a tank though? <laughs> no, because you won't get any reception, dickhead. Good point. Or, or I can have a long aerial going out <laughs> up from my Tyrannus out the uh, pink at the top of the tank. Well, as I said, I'm bring, bringing my crossfire system, 20 kilometer range. Man, I would so do it though. Take Tony. I'm well up for, you know. Should we get start a Kickstarter now? Let's get, get Tony shot. <laughs> well, I don't want to get shot. I just want to go out and fly. <laughs> Thanks. Gail, what's your PayPal? Um, no right, uh, right. let's call it there. Uh, we've got an editor now, and we don't want to go over time and make him really upset. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank Please you. Please come I'm back. It's so interesting. I'm going to be there May 12th. 
Cool. Wicked. Look forward My to seeing right? you. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's a they'll uh we'll give you details. I think there's a meet and greet thing for all the names, so people can come over and chat to you. I'm in charge of that. That's your story. So please bring, you know, your photos and like footage that you can show people. Really? Think about doing that, yeah. Because if people right, watch right. this and then go there, then they'll want to see stuff. Yeah. Okay. So well, they'll, they'll yeah. ask you stuff. Any gifts I can bring for the show next time? Yeah, uh, vegan cookies, <laughs> Tony. Um, okay. Food. I like food. <laughs> okay. Um, food. I like food. I don't. But uh, thank you. Uh, you've been listening thank to Let's you Drone Out. We'd like to thank all our supporters on Patreon and subscribers on YouTube. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, please go and give us a rating. If you're not listening it onto iTunes, can you go over to iTunes, Let's Drone Out, and give us a, <laughs> a review. Um, you've been joined by Andrew slash Frank. Good night. Andy RC. Thank you for watching and listening. Gail, sorry, I don't know her name. Orenstein. Orenstein. Um, do you want to say goodbye? Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, the sexy. We've already done me, Jack. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Enjoy. See you soon, guys. How do I sound on your monitors? You sound amazing. You sound great, Jack. <laughs> road Mike, Tony. Uh, uh, you've been joined by Tony. Au revoir. Been joined by Jack. Thank you. <laughs> right until a fight. Cool. Peace. Good night. Thank you so much. Good night. Telemetry lost.